liberty is too precious a thing to be buried in books, Miss Saunders. Men should hold it up in front of them every single day of their lives and say, I'm free to think and to speak. My ancestors couldn't, I can. And my children will. You know, I'm a voter. Aren't you supposed to lie to me and kiss my butt? the cocktail party congress the only political discussion podcast with a three drink minimum i'm dan caves and i'm jt andrews um so we're <laughs> under quarantine jt how are you doing yeah we are i'm, I'm doing okay Good. Uh, and it's been a while i know that our lives got pretty busy but then uh now we're just stuck at home with things to do but you know we're saving a lot of time not having to go back and forth so hey let's go let's get back to the mic i guess might as well do it yeah I mean, you got to do something to keep yourself sane what, what 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 have you been doing to keep yourself sane during this time uh sh- should i really answer this question <laughs> i mean uh, we, we all have so to much be, as that, yeah. uh mostly mostly i've been feeding my pets <laughs> that's about it yeah i heard you got a Uh, cat i did i did get a cat and she's adorable but she likes to sing cat opera at about three o'clock in the morning but every once in a while but yeah it sounds about right it's a cat to be expected uh let's see to keep myself busy i tend to do things like i read a lot more i found that audiobooks if you're working from home are amazing Mm. yeah that's true I mean, I, yeah, I've, I've been like listening to more podcasts myself, just in the background when I'm sort of puttering around. But what have you been listening to audiobook wise? Let's see. I just I'm about two thirds of the way through Dune, nice. which I wanted to. I, I haven't read the entire series, but I'm trying to like get back into it. And Dune is incredibly dense. You can almost do a show on on just small parts of it mm-hmm. uh but it was you know 1969 novel and it's incredibly dense for how small it is but it's a good way to get back into maybe trying to push forward into the series and since i have a lot of free time right now or i'm sort of working from home on the computer mm-hmm. it's a good way to do it that's nice yeah so um this is not a normal episode, listeners. We're just sort of checking in and uh, sort of getting back into the swing of things with the podcast and uh, just sort of, you know, just seeing how we're doing and holding up and uh, how, how, how everything is going with social distancing and trying not to catch a deadly disease. So, uh, yeah, yeah, JT, that, that does sound like it's, it's not bad. I've been keeping myself mostly busy with uh, law school doesn't stop even in the midst of a global crisis, but we're online now, which is not as good as in person. I miss, I miss all my friends. Uh, I miss all them. So that's been hard, but keep myself kind of busy with, you know, keeping up with readings and online lectures. It's just, you know, it is what it is. So, but I, I've got my health, hopefully. (laughs) Well, if we pickle ourselves, I mean, we'll, 
may not have our health, but we will be well preserved. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know what. Uh, so, what are you drinking tonight? I, I mean, we're, we're trying to keep it simple so during these crisis I, times. So, you, you know what? We should talk about straight. Li- I, I'm drinking uh, bourbon on the rocks right now, but I feel like we should talk about some of our our preferred uh, spirits to just drink. You know, straight or on the rocks, or you know, neat, a little bit of water. You know, just general spirits. Uh, and bourbon's one of my favorites. It's one of my go-to's. Yeah, absolutely. I think bourbon is one of the best to put over the rocks because it's a strong enough flavor that it kind of survives the, uh, the the dilution of the ice. I I have the same. I probably have a different brand than you. I don't know if you want to talk brands. I think we should talk brands. Just let our listeners know we're not endorsing any products. We're not being paid. We're ju- we're just telling <laughs> our preferred taste in whiskeys. I mean, we wouldn't turn um, it down if they asked. But th- this is probably not. not. <laughs> this is definitely not a paid promotion of any distillery out there. But uh, so, what you got in the glass, JT? I've got Buffalo Trace, uh, just their standard Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Dan and I happened, was it last summer? We visited the distillery. Yeah, it was this past uh, summer, we, the last time we all, like a bunch of our friends and I, uh, uh, like that we got together. And it was a good time. Yeah, the Buffalo Trace distillery was a great experience. Yeah, it's... It, uh, Bourbon in Kentucky, it, it's like the, the pilgrimage that you have to make to to get bourbon uh, is to go to Kentucky. Um, but yeah, it's a it's a nice bourbon. It's very modestly priced uh, for what it is, and it's a, it's quickly becoming my go to bourbon. Mm-hmm. I feel like everybody's got that one spirit that they sort of if they don't know exactly what they want, they will reach for Buffalo trace is starting to replace my Woodford reserve, which is also a really good bourbon. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I'll second that. I enjoy. That. I'll second that on the Woodford. Hmm. Uh, yeah. What, what have you got? So I've got here, um, it's actually Jim beam, but it's a special, it's a special edition that they've had out for a few years. It's uh, their prohibition batch. Um, it's, it's actually really good for what it is. It's very modestly priced. I think I got this, oh, my local liquor store had it marked down to like 20 bucks, which is really good. Um, that is pretty good. Yeah. And I just have it over ice, you know, just like you do over the rocks. And I, you know, it's, it's not, it's, it's really not bad for what it is. I'm just trying to not spend too much under these circumstances. Of course. Naturally. Cause you never know. Maybe. Although, like, society might collapse out from under us, for all you know. Well, then we just have to rely on our old moonshine skills. that's true. Like, right before, uh, like, a week or so before this whole thing went down, we're recording this at the end, like, April 10th is when we're recording this. It should come out pretty quickly, because the Illuminati don't have us uh, locked down for a moment of clarity for this episode. Um, No, they don't. But, um... A week or so before uh, New York locked itself down in early March, I had rolled all my coins. And if society collapses, my rolls of coins will be worthless, but my rolls of toilet paper will be the legal tender of the new era. So (laughs) got to be really careful where I like where (laughs) I'm putting my resources. So, yeah, I've, I've got a whole bunch of 
useless but heavy objects rolled up on my desk. So I've got the Jim Beam re- repeal bat, like Prohibition repeal batch, in my glass right now. I think that's it's not my favorite. It's not my usual go-to. I am a huge fan of Elijah Craig small batch. Ooh, that, Elijah Craig. I've had that. It's pretty good. Yeah, I have. I have like it's delicious. It's well priced for what it is, and I have some great memories uh, <laughs> from it. I, I've shared it with some wonderful people in, in my day, which is really. I think that's really what if you're if you're going to drink <laughs> I feel like that's probably the yeah. like the best way to do it. You should be yeah. you should be having the drink that you like in your glass with the people that you like in your life. Exactly. Um going up a little bit higher and I feel like uh have you ever had Angel's Envy? I haven't had Angel's Envy. No. It, it's really smooth. It's it's almost uh, lighter for a bourbon, yeah. but it's it's still absolutely delicious, very smooth, um, and uh, all kinds of good flavors going on in there. They know what they're doing. It's a little bit more on the pricey side. It's not at all high end bur- bourbon like uh, uh, Pappy Van Winkles, which you know thousands and thousands of dollars. Yeah, that's just over the top. That's just a luxury item. Like you're not buying it because it's good. You're buying it because you can afford it. Like look at mm-hmm. like look at me! I can get Pappy Van Winkles into my life. It's like good for you, man. Like, good, just put the wallet away. It's, we, we, it's still only worth two rolls of toilet paper. <laughs> yeah, in, in in our future society where where society where everything is collapsed and the legal tender is and rolls of Charmin, that's the Charmin standard, I guess. <laughs> so, yeah. There we go. I actually, so this past summer, I tried out a bunch of different bourbons I had never had, and I took a few pictures of them for posterity. Um, so I really enjoyed, have you ever had Noah's Mill? I've seen Noah's Mill. I don't think I've ever had it. Yeah, I actually, so I tried a bunch this past summer where it's bourbon, but it sure as hell looks like it's in a wine bottle. This is one of them. Noah's Mill, hmm. I really enjoyed it. It was uh, uh, handmade in the hills of Kentucky. That is the, <laughs> the that, that is what it says on the bottle. I'm looking at it right now on my phone. Um, Noah's Mill was really good. Corner Creek was another one that was fantastic. Uh, that was That's out of Bardstown, Kentucky. That was a really good experience. Yeah. Uh, bourbon's great. I, I'm not sh- exactly sure how to introduce somebody to bourbon, though. It's kind of mm-hmm. difficult because would you even, bourbon... would you even start someone on bourbon? Would you start with some what, like something below that? I mean, not, uh, not, not below as in there's well, like, like well if somebody if but... if somebody says they like whiskey, I would try to get them like the lower range, sort of like in the Buffalo Trace uh, area. Uh, I would say price range at least. Yeah. Um, but, but the point out, it, it's all, it all boils down to what is your personal taste? I feel maybe it's just me, but th- there is a lot of diversity between the bourbons, but not as much as say like scotch whiskeys. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's absolutely true. There's a lot more variation flavor wise among the scotch whiskeys. Yeah. Right. Scotch whiskey, it's like tasting wine, like <laughs> as diverse as wine is. I wouldn't say from year to year, but if you take a single year, um, mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's very, very diverse, which I love scotch. But What's your favorite scotch? 
Oh, that that depends. I I like smoky when I'm in the mood for it, and I like you know lighter when I'm in the mood for it. Okay. it. It all depends on what personal mood I'm in. I tend to go for the single malts, and not 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 as much as like with when I'm drinking the blends. Mm-hmm. It's uh, I tend to mix them. If I, if I'm going to be mixing a drink, I I tend to not want to use my single malts on it. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. Like Churchill loved his scotch and sodas with like Johnny Walker Red with soda water. <laughs> right. right. Jo- Johnny Walker Black is what I usually get for a blend. But mm. the th- when I'm starting, so- if I wanted to start somebody out on Scotch whiskeys, I'd try to get them a wide variety of those flavors. So I would start out on the lighter end. I would start them out with like a Glen Levitt 12 year old, which is a really good single malt. It's very, it's more on the lighter side. It's not nearly as peaty or as smoky mm-hmm. as others, but Glen Levitt is good 12 year old Scotch. Uh, then the mid range, I'd say the old Pulteney is really good out of Wick. Yeah. I love old uh, Pulteney. I think I introduced you to that. Yes, you did. And it yeah. was a really good uh, decision on your part. Really good call. Yeah. Uh, that's sort of the middle of the road. And then if I want to introduce somebody to a really smoky PD, I would say Lefroig 10. Mm-hmm. The, uh, the Lefroig 10 year old is, uh, is pretty good. Really smoky. Oh, yeah. Um, I've, I've had smokier, but it, it's a good introduction to it. Actually, you know what I think is a really good. Uh, introduction to peat and smoke hmm. for people. This is completely underrated. There is a Japanese whiskey that is a really accessible, not quite as smoky and peaty as uh, like your heavy scotches. Uh, Suntory whiskey, Toki, I think it's called. It's so hmm. good. Uh, one of my friends from law school introduced me to it, and whenever I am in the mood for Pete, but I don't want to go too far down the road. I might just go and grab me a bottle of Centauri uh, Toki. Yeah. I, I've i never ventured into the Japanese whiskey. Oh, you sh- I, I, you I feel like I should. You should. It's, it's underrated. I'm not, yeah, you know, I, I really hadn't exposed myself too much to it before, but like they are putting out some really good stuff. Uh, shockingly good I, I i did not expect what i got in my mouth hmm. when when i first tasted uh now, now in, in terms and, and, and in I, terms of like uh flavor profiles is it more similar to say a scotch yes absolutely it, okay. it, it is very much like uh like a it's yeah it 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 really is scotch like uh i'm not sure what grains they use to make it but i'm i'm sure just to get that flavor profile it's got to be the same like if i wanted to introduce someone to smoky scotch whiskey but they're not sure if they're into it i actually might start them out on a japanese whiskey like that Hmm. that's great Mm mm-hmm uh yeah and i and i have to second a lot of your your scotch choices there you know honestly yeah. I've got, do, do, got do you have a good a good three that you would go with <laughs> um i yeah i well i say yeah i'm not sure if i can complete this this <laughs> thought in real time but old paltney is definitely on my short list um 
Yeah, no, I would move on from that. I would have to really sit down because it's such a diverse field, and you're right, it is like I'm really got to be in the mood for a certain type at a certain right. thing. So it's 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 like a cyclical like it it it's just sort of like it, it's it's a revolving door of of stuff. So it's like. I'm in that position of don't make me pick. <laughs> right. I, I'd recommend to any of our listeners who want to get into scotch whiskeys or just whiskey tasting in general is to go, go to a good whiskey bar and get like a flight of scotches where they'll mm-hmm. give you a you know, They'll give you pretty much a sampler platter of what they have. And you can start to figure out what you like, what you don't like. It's the same with wine. It's like actually go to a tasting figure out what your own personal preferences are and then understand that there will always be a whiskey out there that you're going to love. And honestly, can I tell you one of the reasons why old Paltney is so high up on my list? Hmm. Because there's their entire conceit. My understanding is that, um, so the Scotch whiskey industry exists because of the bourbon whiskey industry. So bourbon has to be, of course, like minimum 50% corn, as its grain, and it yeah. and it has to be aged at least three years in new oak barrels, charred oak barrels. And then what usually happens is that they wash the barrels out, and then they ship them off to Scottish distilleries, and then the Scots use our bourbon barrels. What Old Paltney does, and I'm sure that you've noticed this on the flavor profile, they don't wash the barrel out. So there's a bit of a bourbony bite to it, which I think I think the reason I like Old Paltney so much is because it brings me back to my good old American whiskey, <laughs> my, my good old <laughs> it's, American it's, bourbon whiskey. <laughs> it's funny because there there's a lot of Scotch whiskey. They also use um, they really like to use sherry casks as well. Yes, which all of these casks, the bourbon barrels, the sherry casks, the you know Scotch whiskey, they're all made with either American oak or French oak, and they tend to like the American oak better. That's right. Take that <laughs> if she's eating surrender monkeys. <laughs> but yeah, they they all love uh, the American oak because it. It works very well for aging whiskeys. Mm-hmm. What I really liked about Old Paltney is when I when you first open the bottle, it almost smells briny. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's picking that up from the barrels because Wick, where the distillery is, is you know right on the ocean. Um, so I I imagine that some of that sea air you know from the coastal region mm-hmm. is working its way into the whiskey. Yeah. Just a little, it's almost slightly salty when when you smell it. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think. So, oh, what is the name of it? There's an Irish whiskey that I really have enjoyed lately. Um, damn, I really. Oh, I feel like a fool. For, <laughs> I, feel, I feel like a fool for even bringing it up. But no, Irish whiskeys are out there. Of course, uh, everybody knows about Jameson. J- Jameson's oh. good. But it's not great. It's it's really like it's. it's like, I like it's their. A, it, it's it's the vodka it's the Jim of Beam. No, it's I, the Jim. I would say it's the Jim Beam of Irish whiskeys. Is what I, Jameson is. Jameson is the okay. Yeah, it's the Jim Beam of Irish whiskeys, and I would consider Jameson the vodka of whiskeys. Yeah, it's it, like, it, it seems like it. Yeah, it's very it's very basic. It's there's nothing terribly interesting going on with it, but it's still like palatable. 
And you know, it's very easy to drink. Very easy to drink. Um, really good on ice. You know what else it's really good on? Um, hmm. So, another friend of ours and I um, met up in Dublin ten years ago. Went to the Jameson Distillery, uh, the the old Jameson Distillery. It's not made in Dublin anymore, but. Uh, and then we did a tasting where one of the things on the menu was, get this, this is actually good, Jameson and cranberry juice. Like it's a good mix. It's a good mixing whiskey. And it was uh, like I never thought to put whiskey in cranberry juice, but damn, Jameson is really good mixed with cranberry juice. Huh. Give it a shot yeah, sometime. I, I, I feel like if 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 I'm mis- mixing a whiskey of some sort, I, I would tend to go for an Irish whiskey. Mm-hmm. Um, Irish was very light. I, I love Irish whiskeys because they're, they're drinkable all the time. I'm hesitant about watering. They're one of the few that I drink neat with absolutely nothing in it uh, because there's, they tend to be so light and delicate mm-hmm. uh, for whiskeys. Um, I can't even remember where I was going with this. <laughs> Teeling. Teeling. Teeling is the Irish whiskey I was thinking of. Teeling. Okay. Teeling. I would highly recommend that you try Teeling mm-hmm. out. A friend of mine uh, introduced me. They, like, they have single malts. Like, that's how deep into Irish whiskey they get. Um, hmm. that it's not often that you get in, like, get that deep into it. Like, Jameson is your standard, like, mass market blended Irish whiskey. Teeling right. is really good. I wish I could say more about about it um i'm not really a whiskey expert so it's not like i can say oh well i get yeah. like leathery notes on the nose and a taste of cherries and uh and sawdust and uh, it's like no I'm, it, it tastes I'm, like whiskey <laughs> it tastes like it, it tastes like i like it exactly <laughs> which is pretty yeah it, that's pretty much it it's like i'm not sure what i like but i know what i don't like yeah yeah and with Irish whiskey, a couple of the names that I can throw out. Uh, I like Bushmills. I think I prefer Bushmills over like uh, uh, Jameson. Mm-hmm. I would say uh, Bushmills does some really good stuff. They have some really good, like more of the higher end stuff. Like their their top end blends mm-hmm. are pretty good. Uh, Tullamore Dew is also another one of my favorites. I would say. Yeah, that's a solid. Powers. Have you ever had Powers? I don't think I've had powers. That was like that 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 was the big main mixing whiskey in Dublin when I went. Um hmm. the hot powers. It's basically a hot toddy but with Irish whiskey. Hmm. Yeah. Uh but yeah, Powers Gold Label is one of the one of my whenever I do, I don't often venture into Irish whiskey. It's not the the aisle I go down. When I'm not socially distancing, obviously. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but like it's 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 a really good choice. I, I would I would highly recommend it. Um. So, speak of the devil, and he shall appear. Um. How are you dealing with the social distancing? I know it's like we're all kind of in this boat, this weird surreal boat, right now. I'm just it's, like, this is a real check-in episode, I guess. So, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm taking it very well. Like I I don't go out pretty much at all right now but the only thing i'm doing is i i go out for groceries about once a week and even then i order online and go pick it up lucky so that way it's actually yeah, like, like it's been it's, so, uh, it's been so backed up with instacart and whatnot that you cannot get a date 
even for pickup it, around here. We can get days for pickup, but it, it's several days in advance. Like, I'm probably going to have to order tomorrow and then pick up on Tuesday. Yeah. You know? Okay. Yeah. Like, that's... Like, yeah, I, I guess, but... Yeah, like out my way, they just I guess there just aren't enough shoppers doing it. It's like like one in 10 times when I check, I do see a date come up and it's like a week from now. It's 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 not even like from now to, to now being a Friday to Tuesday. It's like, "Ah, you want to get <laughs> you want to get your groceries next Friday?" I mean, I guess I could plan that far ahead, but it's like right. oh, oh, this is such a yeah. weird ass time. It, it's really odd. I mean, yeah. it's yeah. I'm another thing I'm sort of trying to do is because the the restaurant industry is probably really suffering right now. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to find like a local restaurant to su- try to support like once a week, maybe. Okay. Yeah. You know, I don't I don't really want to order out at all at this point, but I feel like yeah, these are our local businesses and they make really good food. I'd hate for them to go under. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, I'll, I might drive once a week to to order something from them. Well, that's good. You, you guys have bought your, your small businesses, you know. Right. Yeah. Um, this, okay, first of all, it's pretty fucking terrible that we are losing this many American lives. Um, this state of affairs probably wouldn't be like our, our lockdown at this point. Like you're in a state that I'm pretty sure is pretty well locked down. I'm in New York state, which governor Cuomo has locked us down pretty, pretty effectively. We probably didn't have to go down this road if we were better prepared for this. If we saw this coming sooner, like it really was like overnight that all of this happened. And so like, we're dealing with the fact that, we just sort of like, as a as a nation, we're caught blindsided. This, so we're losing a lot more lives than we probably should have in the in the first place, and then everybody is worried, everybody is terrified of the economic repercussions of this. Because I mean, yes, that small restaurant that in your town is in serious danger of going under under these circumstances, but that's going to ripple out. Like that's gonna ripple yeah. up, really. Like I'm, I'm really, and I mean, economic downturn, probably more serious than what we saw in 2008. I'm, I'm kind of terrified of the political repercussions of that. Like we, 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 we might. I okay. This is a little speculative, I'm, but it's the it, it's the 2020s, but it might feel more like the 1930s sooner rather than later. Right. I'm I'm pretty worried about. I would say the sustainability of the economy, because everybody is looking at the stock market for the, you know, the health of the economy. And I'm like, no, don't look at that. Look at, you know, what's unemployment doing? What's your average American? Like, have they lost out? Are they not going to work anymore? Like, what are the numbers that are affecting real people right now? Mm -hmm. You know, that's what we got to be worried about. And right now we got an inc- incredible rise in in unemployment but a lot of that's due to the lockdown is that going to go away afterwards or is it going to yeah. stick around yeah because a lot of these small businesses are probably going to be closing their doors but a lot of the bigger bus- the big businesses they're going to be just fine i mean well i don't know about just fine but they'll they'll survive 
they'll make it out. Yeah. Like they've got, except for things like the airlines and stuff like that. You know, the the cruise industry, which. Why do we? Why do we even have a cruise industry? I'm I'm not sure what the what what even is the somebody somebody who's listening to this and who has been on a cruise and enjoyed it. Please email us at cocktailpartycongress at gmail dot com and tell us what the fuck is the allure of a of a, of a floating hotel. Like I I want to cross the Atlantic on a boat, but I'm not sure if I would want to go. I would. If I don't know, I don't so, want to go on a cruise. Here's the thing about the cruise: it's like I don't think it would be if it, if you get one that's cheap, get one with like all the liquor access. You know, so you're just you know, you pretty much drink for free the entire time. It's like Vegas it, on the high seas. Like, pretty much. That's how I view it. <laughs> No, oh, fair it, enough. Like, it cruises. Yeah, I don't really understand the appeal. It, it, it's sort of like beaches are another thing that I don't really care. Like, I, I love looking at like tide pools and rocky beaches, and you know, I find those types of things interesting. But to just sit on a beach literally the entire day and just roast in the sun, eh, it's not for me because I like to go out and do stuff. You don't want to brown. You don't want to brown on the beach. I got two settings. I got original and extra crispy. <laughs> See, I've got that Sicilian blood in me. I don't really burn that easily. So, oh boy, there's I'm, that. I'm pasty white British Isles. You yeah, know, like. British Isles plus Polish. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I guess you know. I don't know. Uh, just as a topic of conversation, considering your dislike of beaches. What would be, let's say that this ends tomorrow and you get to take a vacation. Where do you go? What do you do? Like anywhere in the world? Well, yeah, oh. pick it. Oh, man. I would go on a tour of Europe for a couple of weeks. Okay. Like I would just go out and see the sights. I would probably limit myself to like one area like i would say divide it between either northern and southern europe or eastern and western europe okay uh i think i think if i was going to western europe definitely france i would say and british isles scotland ireland you know even spain i don't speak any spanish but spain would be pretty nice beautiful yeah. Yeah. I'd like where to, would you where would you go? I'd like to get to Germany at some point. I I'd like to do parts of France and then um Germany. Uh I I, I, I want to walk where Charlemagne walked. I wanna to go to Aachen. I wanna I wanna to go to Aachen. Uh and I wanna just take everything in. I wanna to go to Alsace. Belgium. I, I wanna to go to Alsace and the yeah, Belgium. But I actually wanna to go to Alsace and the rain because like a couple of years, a few years ago, I got kind of into genealogy and I tracked down where parts of my dad's side of the family came from in France and Germany. And they kind of came from the same general region, both France and Germany, just like different sides of the Rhine. Like I found their villages, too. I just want to go there and just exist for a day or two and just take that in. I would love to do that. I know? like. I love the idea of going and seeing the big sites. Like, I want to see the Eiffel Tower. I want to see the Colosseum. I want to see the remnants of the Berlin Wall. I want to see all that stuff. But I also like one of my favorite things about traveling 
is just going to where the people are and doing what they do. Like there's the touristy stuff that that like that has its pull during the daytime. Like when I like I I mean okay I keep bringing up Dublin this episode I don't know what that's about but um, I guess I'm just nostalgic for being out. <laughs> um, that like there there was the big the big um, strip of touristy bars that people went to. Um, I can't even think of the name of it, but that I I didn't bother. I did not bother. I, I actually just tried to go to smaller places that were mostly empty when I went. And even when they weren't, it was like, this is where the people go. No. That's what I really like is going where, you know, I don't want to eat, you know, the at the big famous restaurants. I want to go, where does the average Joe around here go? Mm-hmm. Um I did that a lot when I was, I visited Scotland and France. France is really amazing. Like, I know we were talking smack about the French earlier. <laughs> I mean, but, it's, yeah, yeah. But what's funny is that what we as Americans think about in terms of who the French are, we always think of the Parisians and everybody outside of Paris in France hates the Parisians. Oh, really? I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, they, they <laughs> don't like the Parisians because they find them stuck up and snobbish. And oh, it's geez. just like, I, I went to Marseille when I when I went to France and Marseille had some amazing food and like, the people were very easygoing and it's just like, yeah, we don't really care for the Parisians. <laughs> we, we think they're all snobby. <laughs> <laughs> That's refreshing to know. I mean, I'm, I'm, yeah, I don't want, I, I, I don't want to badmouth Paris. I know people have a great time there, and yeah, yeah. So, but you know, the villages are out there, and you just gotta, yeah. But I'm, I'm rambling. I'm, I'm not. I, I don't even know where that thought was going, JT. <laughs> it happens to the best of us. Yep. I'm just really. But... I miss being out. You know, like the the like. Yes, we can talk about the yeah. we can talk about the economic impact of this. We can talk about the potential political impact of this. Obviously, we have to consider the human impact of this, not just like lo- potentially losing loved ones, but also just like we're physically separated from people right now. Let's not overlook how fucking hard that is. Yeah, um, you know the the human aspect is like yeah incredible right now. One of my favorite things that I'm seeing right now is that there are so many people out there helping each other, mm-hmm. you know, through this hard time. I mean, you know, a lot of people you wouldn't normally talk to on a day-to-day basis are now getting together on, you know, over video chats, you know, once a week. Yeah. And oh. we're checking in on each other. We're making sure that everybody's, everybody's good. Yeah, we miss the human interaction, like, face-to-face, but... We we're trying to do the best we can. Yeah, even if it's not the same, you do the best you can with it. Like I, I mean, each week, each Thursday, I I host a a, a a Zoom happy hour for my school friends, just just to get together a little bit, the best that we can. It's it's not the same as coming together in human in in meat space that we always kind of like. <laughs> We, we, we just really took it for granted that we could see each other that way. Um, and e- e- like actually right before this call, honestly, um, I got invited to just jump on a chat with a few friends and, you know, I just spent a half an hour just shoot the shit with them, 
you know, haven't seen them in a while. Um, we're actually going on a month. We're, we're, I'm out, out my way, out, out New York way. We're, we're going about on a month since the governor um, shut down SUNY and, and the school system. So that, that was the first direct effect that, that I had. So uh, I can't believe it's actually been a month. It feels like it's been longer, honestly. I know. It yeah. really does. I've had a lot going on, you know, outside of, of uh, I would say, the quarantine. Mm-hmm. Am I in a, I'm not in a hot spot right now, but I am in definitely a quarantine zone, I yeah. would say. It's like they say don't go out in large groups, you know, don't. Uh, I think the next step might be that they might start asking people to wear masks in public, like, man like mandating that they wear them in public uh the last thing we did was limit the number of immediate family members that can go to you know a store mm-hmm. uh, they limited it's like one person per household can go to the store yeah don't bring your family to the grocery store just yeah just don't <laughs> but then but but the, like so there's something i need that we should consider too is so we can moralize about people bringing their kids to the store. But, I mean, you don't really have the option to bring in a babysitter. Either, exactly. Either. So, like, yeah. you're really, you're it's, really it's... faced with a Hobson's choice there. Like, what do you do? Do you leave your kids alone or do you bring them to the store? So, like, I think they can, I think they make an exception for that. Yeah. But okay, it's, good. It, like, it's one of those where, you don't want to see the kids out, but if yeah. there is no other choice, then there this, is no other choice. These these, ve- these little vectors <laughs> who don't show symptoms for the most part. But mm. like, no, but like I try to limit my finger wagging, just keeping that in mind. We're all under a unique crunch point right now. It's a unique stress. It's something we haven't really dealt with. In our country, and that, and so, like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna jump to the conclusion that someone is just being inconsiderate and dumb. If I see that, I mean, I do judge people when it's clear. I actually have a sports field on the campus outside my window, and uh, earlier this week there was a twenty-something person soccer game going. And actually, a a neighbor called the university police on them, and they broke up the game because that's just like, I wasn't going to be the guy because I'm still kind of like a little civil libertarian about it. It's like, I hate what you're doing, but like, I'm not going to take it upon myself to, to call the authorities. But it's like, at the same time, you know what? I get it. I, I, I don't hold it again. Yeah, I don't know. like it's yeah. it's important to understand that what like I, I tend to be more I would say libertarian to an extent on on things like that too, but I have zero sympathy for events like that because not only is it non-essential, it's it's not so much that you can contract it amongst yourselves. It's you could potentially spread it to people like me and my friends and my family. You know, that that to me is not acceptable. No. Like it's it's something that you have the ability to avoid and you're choosing not to. Right. I mean and that's like, that, that's what I have a problem with. Yeah. And 
no one's invincible from this. It seems like it seems like there's a pattern to uh, who's really vulnerable to it. Uh, but at the same time, you get those edge cases at least where perfectly healthy young people are struck down by it. And I don't want to take that chance. Like, yes, exactly. Like you can. And, 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 and in that sense, I think that, you know, honestly, there is a, to a certain extent, self-interest will drive people to observe these new guidelines. And so if it's at least made clear that it could be you too, it's not just like, Oh, you're in your late, you're mid late twenties, early twenties, uh, and you're going to, it's, it's just going to be a really bad cold and you'll get over it. Um, no, maybe if it was made clear to people that, you know, this, this could fuck you up pretty bad. Like this, this has put healthy people in the hospital. We don't quite know what the pathology is like the physiopathology of this disease, because we've been, we have gotten very inconsistent, um, information about it. it 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 is unfortunate that this originated in an authoritarian regime because we probably did get a lot of downplaying and misinformation early on i don't want to give the president too much credit on oh well you know china they didn't tell us everyone you, you know yeah that's probably also true like don't excuse yourself from it but at the same time we don't, we, we we probably don't have all the information that we need to make a totally informed choice to say that yes, the twenty something is just gonna have a bad cold out of this. Like not it's you know. what's what I'm having trouble with is that there are so many like people who are taking medical advice from memes for the most part. <laughs> bad idea. And it's like yeah, don't really do idea. that. Yeah, really like, bad idea. Don't look to journalists for uh what you know you what you should do other than a number for a medical hotline. Yeah. You know, like Honestly, that's the most you should do. Like if you are having issues, contact whatever the hotline is, contact the medical authorities and they will tell you what you need to do. Yeah. You know, don't look at your, you know, a three minute YouTube video or some sort of talking head for, for your medical advice. Although, Just as, don't. although as far as talking heads go, I don't believe it until I hear it from Dr. Anthony Fauci. I don't know about you, yeah. but like he's, he's, he, he, he's, he's like doing his job. He, he's like the single pillar of attentive competence in, in all of this. Like he's the one person who I trust, you know, and no, like trust. I mean, trust is in like, I, I, I completely, I am willing to take, his, I, I hate to use this language. I'm willing to take what he puts out as, like, on faith. Like, I trust. I, I, I believe you. I, I, I don't think that you he's, have a reason to be bullshitting me. Like, well, and, and, like, he's a medical doctor. Yeah, like, yeah. it's his job to understand this, and he. I, I have no doubt that what he's putting out is, is fact to the best of his knowledge. Yeah. Um, and even so, I knew I was gonna I knew I was gonna like him from the first moment because I want to say it was one of his first press conferences where he just gave the face palm on national TV. Oh no! I'm like okay, I, I like this guy. He was around for before that. Like I've been following. The, actually, one of my, one of my vices in all of this, 
I probably shouldn't do this. It would be better for my mental health if I didn't. But I've been like glued to the task force updates and all of this. <laughs> I, I've been I, I've been paying close attention to both Governor Cuomo, my governor, and the federal task force, and uh, in all of this, and just watching it sort of sort of ramp up, ratchet down, um, side to side, left to right, all that stuff. Um, first of all, I mean, like night and day, uh, as far as reassurance goes, I am, I was not a fan of my governor before this. I'm still not a fan of my governor, but he's doing all of the things that I expect of the chief executive of a, pol- uh, of a polity at this point. And so like, I feel a little reassured when he comes on, when Cuomo, when Andrew Cuomo comes on, like, yeah. I'm not pleased with some of his decisions but at the same time it's like okay and then you watch the federal response and it's like watching a man stagger around with a bucket on his head it's just it's tragic I wanna, absolutely I tragic i say that for those who know who malcolm tucker is he once <laughs> yes. said it's like watching a clown navigate through a minefield <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's that it's really watching the difference. This is where the states right now are really uh, picking up the torch. Yeah. And, and they are doing great things, I feel like. Yeah, this is a time for... To the, this is a moment for federalism. Response. Yeah, this is a moment for federalism, for sure. And there's an entire episode in this. And listeners, we're, we're, we're going to use some of the time that we've gotten back in our lives to put out more content. We're really sorry. that I mean, It's mostly my damn schedule with law school. But... Um, so Life, um, life's gotten in the way for the both of us. We've both been incredibly busy. Life has gotten in the way, but you know what? Now, for the sake of staying alive, life has been a little simplified for us uh, to a certain extent. So hopefully, we're going to get more content out. But yeah, the states are doing. I mean, this. I mean, part of the problem of. So yeah, this this. Oh no, we'll say. Ah oh, man, I don't want to pre. I'm, I'm okay. I'm going to preview it. Part of the problem. Okay upside of this the states are more equipped to handle a local response that's what they're there for yes on the other hand you have 50 different responses to something that it would be much better if you had a single coordinated response there are still states as of recording that don't have any measures in place exactly and that's And now is the time, honestly, like the lesson that we're learning is that you don't wait until you have a lot of cases to put these measures in place. You put the measures in place so that you don't get this many cases like. So, yeah, that'll be another day Uh, sometime next week. We'll we'll record that. Um, yeah, I think we we got yeah. to talk about the differences between states or yeah. how, you know. And this is raising all sorts of constitutional issues I would love to get into. Like, now that I know a thing or two about the law of the Constitution, I would love to talk about that. Um, so, you know, there's that. Yeah. Actually, I think, I think uh, my... F- so... I don't think I've ever said this on the show, but I, I'm living in Kentucky right now. And I think the our governor is actually doing an incredibly good job. 
uh, he's one of the very first governors that I've ever seen go up there. And when he gets asked a question, he's and he doesn't know the answer. He's just like, look, we don't know. And I'm not going to tell you something, you know, I'm not going to tell you it's going to be all right when I don't know. And it's, it's weird to see a politician do that. That's good. And But he That's also good. comes out there at pretty much five o'clock every day. And he comes out there and says, you know what? We're all in this together and we're going to pull through it. Yeah. Sam Cuomo, like 11 a.m. every day. It's like he, he's there like clockwork and he's he's dishing it out. A lot of folksy wisdom, too. <laughs> I didn't know he had it in him, you know. Yeah, like Cuomo's one of those that I thought I was oddly surprised by. I think he's yeah. doing a pretty pretty good job yeah. up there. Another one that uh, across the river river in Ohio, uh, Mike DeWine, uh, you know, Republican governor, is actually mm-hmm. he's handled it very well. Yeah, I think a lot of it, a lot of his policies, like some of some of it, I disagree with, but mm-hmm. he's managed to really. Uh, help ohio uh combat this disease and i think he's he's doing a pretty good job yeah uh real quick back to the masks have you worn one in public yet have you have you taken that leap i had one with me when i went to pick up groceries the other day but i did not put it on but nobody else literally nobody else was wearing a mask so i'm just like maybe that was the time i actually did i actually did this past week i went and got groceries and I mean, it's not and it's not an official. It's not like a real mask. I took the right. C, I, I took the CDC's guidance and I, I did the whole like folded handkerchief with the rubber bands and you fold it up. And I I actually put a co- a couple of coffee filters in there just to be extra extra safe. Yeah, because a lot of those prevent you from spreading it. Now, yeah, like when I picked up groceries, the only interaction I had were the people who were delivering them. And we stayed, yeah. you know, as far back as possible. They loaded them into my vehicle before yeah. I left, you know. Although, like, that got me thinking about something. Um, living and working on a college campus the last couple of years, I've seen a lot of a lot of East Asian students who um, wear masks whenever, like, flu or cold season comes by anytime that they're anytime that they're feeling ill that really is a like i always consider that like a cultural thing because they have had to deal um like in east asia with sars and all of that and i always yeah. thought it's like wow it's a bit of a, like up until this point in history it's like that's a curiosity to me it's like yeah that's a cultural thing for them is that they it it, it like people from china and all like the other countries out that way that's the response to it. And as Americans, we just take it for granted. That it's like, wow, that's weird. We don't do that. I, but maybe I feel but like ma- maybe the, now we are going to be that country that, that joins that club of when we have something like this. Yeah, we just break out the masks. I feel like they also have an understanding that the mask is not for the person wearing it. It's mm-hmm. the mask is to prevent other people from contracting whatever you have. Yeah. So I feel like a lot of other places culturally have that mm-hmm. uh, sort of built into them. They know that they're putting other people at risk, and yeah. that's why they're wearing the masks. Yeah, that's that's true. But also just the, the the extra thing of, like, this is the first time that we've ever had to deal with something like this. Like China, they've had to – they have had to deal with this before. Yeah. They, were the we fo- have... they were the focal point of SARS, like all of that, yeah. like – 
And so, we haven't had to yeah. deal with this in a hundred years, you know? Yeah. Oh, by the way, um, Chinese virus. What do you think of that? Chinese I, virus. I do from, not like it. Because it comes from China. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't care what the president or OANN uh, put out. This virus is just a virus. Yeah. Like, and, you know, and that... Yeah. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter where it came from. What matters is it's affecting people. Yeah. And and that's what we have to focus on. Yeah. And and the excuse that it like, oh, we call it the Spanish flu because it came from Spain. It didn't come from Spain. (laughs) It came from Kansas. It just because of wartime censorship, we didn't talk about it until Spain that wasn't in the war got it and started reporting on it. And then that's when we started calling it the Spanish flu. So it's like, if you ever hear anybody make that excuse when they call it the Chinese virus or the Wuhan flu or any of that that I've heard before, it's just, just dish that out. Cause it's, yeah. it's, it's it, not, it's like, you're not even right. Like you're, all you're doing is trying to take pot shots and assign blame for it, which yeah. I'm, I think is total nonsense to assign blame for it. You can yeah. assign blame to like the responses that are coming out of this, yeah. but you cannot assign blame to a disease, you know? And even then, I think I'd wait on that. Yeah. Like in, in, <laughs> in, in, in the midst, uh, I, I, like really, really, like I would like to see, this president defeated just as much as most anyone that I know, but at the same time, undermining the response by by real, but like uh, unnecessarily undermining the response and the authority of the CDC and all that. Like, yeah, the president opens his dumb mouth and says ridiculous things, but it's it's just there's a time and a place for that. The time will come. And it will be probably sometime this summer when it, things hopefully cool down and we're not in the middle of a hellscape like we are right now. Um, oh, boy. But, like, I think part of the problem is that just the president keeps getting up there and opening his big mouth and taking questions. It, like, he's just... Th- this is really unmasking um, his... Um, What's the word I'm looking for? It's it's really unleashing his psychopathologies. His paranoia, I feel yeah. like, because he's afraid of not being in the spotlight and not being his narcissism. That too. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it's it, it's it's we're, we're in a hard place just having that as a leader right now. Yeah, and it's you know it's tough although i think it's it would be an incredible irony if the trump presidency like collapsed because of this because just because he's a germaphobe yeah he's an incredible germaphobe (laughs) yeah to me that would be a great irony i mean history does fate and history do have a certain yeah irony to it as you said And a, Chi- and a Chinese virus at that. Yeah, this is what we call dramatic. Oh, my God. Even better. I mean, if it were Named Mexican. after a Mexican beer. <laughs> oh, you brought it home. Man, I think we can end the episode on that. <laughs> 
Um, JT, this was great. Um, hopefully, I'll be recording more with you in the coming weeks. I think so, and yeah. I hope our listeners are not, you know, are disappointed in us. I feel like they are, but all five of them. Yeah, all five of them. <laughs> there are dozens, dozens. We, there are dozens of us. Yeah, but um, no, really, we hope everyone is staying safe and healthy. JT, I hope the same for you. I'm I'm doing a okay right now. Hope everybody else is good. Uh, we got to thank Kevin McLeod for our intro music, Darkseyland. Always, always. Uh, Kevin. Hope you're doing well too. Keep putting out that. Keep putting out that that duty free music. On a, in Computech dot com, <laughs> link link in the description, I guess. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think I think we're done chilling. So I think so. Uh, yeah. But we hope all of our listeners at home are uh, staying safe, staying healthy, and uh, we hope to provide you with a little bit more content to make this time a little bit easier on you. Oh, yeah. This is this is a weird time. So everybody, everybody just keep on the lookout. Keep 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 an eye on each other. Stay, stay safe and stay connected. Cheers, folks. Slauncha. <laughs>